Hey there, geek fans. Welcome back to another exciting episode of The Raving Geeks. I am one of your co-hosts, Jordan Hermony. And I'm the other co-host, Steve Tiemann, and we're back for another great week of news and conversation on this episode of The Raving Geeks. Our main segment of video game to movie adaptations. Um, let's talk a little bit about news. We got a couple of quick little tidbits that were recently announced. Steve, I believe you want to take the first one. Yeah, so we got a uh, confirmation on the name of the Han Solo movie. It's, it's, I, you'll never guess it. You'll never guess it, everybody. It's Solo, a Star Wars story. Revel- How do you feel about the idea of, like, everything being tacked with, like, a Star Wars story? Because, like, Rogue One, that was what Rogue One was tacked as, too, yeah. right? Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Like, I get it, but, like, Star Wars is so branded, you don't need to brand Star Wars. It's almost, like, redundant. Yeah. Like, Han Solo, the Han Solo story. It's like, we get it. We, we get it. It's part of Star Wars. I like, kind of, given that it's, like, because, like, there's the main saga, and then there's, like, all of the anthology spinoffs. So I feel like branding those as something of their own is kind of cool. It is pretty obvious because it's a movie about Han Solo, who is like the mo- one of the most iconic people in Star Wars. Right. That would be like if they were like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Star Wars story. Well, he's not going to be in Lord of the Rings. Right. Like, what, what are we branding this for? Obi-Wan Kenobi is just as synonymous with Star Wars as Darth Vader. Like, I don't know. I just, I read that and kind of like laughed a little where I was like, okay, like, that's just... Yeah, it's pretty obvious. It's it's obvious. It's boring. I almost would have just liked Solo as like the name of yeah. the Solo film. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, there there hasn't been any type of like official like trailer like marketing for that yet. No, has there? Just okay. There was like a thing um, when Ron Howard revealed the the title. He's like, "It's me, Ron Howard, and hope you enjoy this movie when it comes out." And that was really it. Okay. We've just gotten rumors and some set photos. I really, really hope that they both take this seriously and don't take it too seriously at the same time. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. it's kind of what like Han Solo is at its antithesis is like, hey, I'm this dude who just likes having a good time, and he's kind of like the the Star Wars version of of Captain Kirk, if you will, where he's yeah. just kind of like, well, I would say he's like the lazy Captain Kirk, where he's like, I don't really want to like do any of this because I gotta he's but like, like I have a good heart on the inside but he, also if I can pick up some side chicks not gonna not gonna knock that so he's like our window in to Star Wars because like in the first one you got like Ben and Luke like all the force and all this a mystical thing and it binds the galaxy and blah 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 lightsabers and then Han's like shut up you're all idiots we gotta, we gotta fly the ship there's real things going on just, just yeah, shut up like, stop talking about your weird mumbo Jedi metachlorian stuff and it's like actually metachlorians were not mentioned until the prequels right because yeah. that's when everybody got really mad. Thanks, George. Like, why are you Why are you explaining away the coolness of the Force? Anyways, um, but so I really hope that they take this movie seriously, but like not too seriously, yeah. and market it almost as if it's like, like a '70s like buddy cop film with like him and like Lando or something like that, or like him and Chewbacca. Yeah. But I know inevitably they're gonna try and like make this so serious, and it's just gonna like murder me inside. But it sounded like. Before they switched directors, there was a lot of like improv on the set because they had like actors who were actually capable of doing that, and they had to tone it back because really? the guy they're getting to play Han is like he hasn't been in a whole lot, so he was like kind of he nervous. wasn't he was yeah he was kind of nervous he wasn't doing as well like bouncing off of Woody Harrelson improvising lines and stuff, so it might be kind of funny maybe I feel I, like yeah. they maybe should have like 
double checked that before they were like, what's his name? Aiden Elrich or Einrich? Alden, Alden something. Aaron, he right. was the one that was in the the Hail Caesar, yep. right? Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, he was also like kind of a wooden board there too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm real, real scared about that. No lie. But um, things I'm not real, real scared about. The Punisher has finally gotten an actual confirmed release date of November 17th. With another amazing trailer. I Super hype. I literally, on my way to the Cider Mill this weekend, realized that they had another trailer that dropped and watched it and lost my mind again, even though it was basically like the same thing, just cut a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but like still so, so cool. And I was telling my boyfriend, I've never, this is my, this is my one nerd sin. I've never actually watched any type of Marvel TV show spinoff. Um... I tried to get into Agents of Shield. I tried to get into yeah, no. uh, the Peggy Carter spinoff. I meh. I've been told I need to watch Jessica Jones, but this might be the first one I truly want to watch and will watch. Yeah. Cause like really tried on everything else, but like this actually looks like engaging, which I know is funny given how much we kind of like harp on like you don't need to be grim dark to have a good time, but like this. This looks grimdark, and I will have a good time. I would say before you get into this, I would watch at least a couple episodes of season two of Daredevil that the Punisher is in. Yeah. Because it's more of that, and you'll get a little backstory. Because isn't the same girl that's in Daredevil, she was in one of the trailers, wasn't she? Like I I recognized her face, and then was like, "Eh, maybe I do got to watch Daredevil. But then was like, meh, like the way that this looks like it's set up, it looks like Daredevil might be, like, featured in it, but, like, you might not need to, like, know. Like, I know Daredevil lore. Yeah. Like, I've read Daredevil before. But, like, I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't set themselves. Well, that actually would be a really good marketing ploy. If, like, you can't understand Punisher unless you watch our other show. But, like, also really alienating for people who don't want to go watch Daredevil. They'll probably do what they did with Defenders in that there's, like, exposition for, like, the, the newer there's stuff. There's recap, but. Yeah, where it's, like, I I didn't watch Iron Fist past the first episode. Yeah, it looked like and garbage. And then it was. It was. <laughs> and then as I was watching Defenders, like, you get the gist from, like, what he says and, like, how everybody interacts with him. It's, like, okay, he's got a glowy fist, something, something martial arts, different version of Batman. White dude doing martial yeah. arts. Yep. Yeah. So, but I'm super excited about that. And that drops... Nope. relatively soon yep. so i was super excited because i was kind of nervous that they were going to be like coming in like january or something like that or like really make you wait for it i think it's the same day as justice league is it i think so huh i could be wrong yeah i don't know that off the top of my head it shows you how much i'm actually paying attention to that movie although i have seen i have gone to the movie theater like twice in like the past like month mm-hmm. and a half ish and I, there is a big justice league trailer poster the Big Justice League poster in the Celebration Cinema in town. And I walk past it all the time. I'm like, huh, Justice League. And then never actually look at when it's coming out. But eh, I feel like I feel like that's something I've like obligated to go yeah. and see. But moving away from the grimdark and into a little more wholesome. I know you said you haven't seen this, but I have been tracking this for a while. Um, Netflix, in the same vein, has announced that they will be picking up uh, a superhero show. That's not your run-of-the-mill superhero show, and it's based off of an independent comic called Raising Dion. Um, for I know because you're like looking really confused. Yeah, so like, like as exposition, um, so I saw this forever ago where it was like a fan-made trailer for this comic book, an independent comic book about uh, a single mother whose husband goes off and like fights in like the war in Afghanistan, and he dies overseas, 
but she and he have a son before like he dies like they're married they have a lovely family like blah 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 and he dies and she realizes that like once he died like after he dies she realizes that like there's something up with like their son and it turns out their son Dion has superpowers but he's like this like meta superpower kid like he can like teleport he can use like telekinesis like he um there's like one scene where like he's playing around and like he just recently watched Star Wars and he's pretending to be Darth Sidious and he's like actually using like force lightning and stuff like that on like his like teddy bears Mm -hmm. and so um without giving too much away uh because I honestly would recommend people read it it's like this is really wholesome like story about a single mother trying to raise her son um and it starts being picked up that like her son can do like paranormal things like superhero type of things um and mind you this kid's like six or seven so he's obviously not like versed in like hey maybe i shouldn't make the neighbor's dog levitate for fun or whatever um so she's having like a really hard time trying to like wrangle him and be like hey dion maybe don't like force zap people in public um and so like her husband's one of his like Squadron buddies, I correct me if I'm using like the wrong terminology. Close enough, battle buddy. But squadron, yeah, whatever. and his his battle buddy comes back and like basically sticks around for like a really long time and is like, hey, like your husband was my best friend in the whole world. Like we enlisted together, um, and like I promised him before he died, like I would help you and Dion in any way I can. And so the mom is like, cool, because Dion has superpowers <laughs> and this is outrageous and I can't do this on my own. So it's like the two of them and kind of like this like funny kind of way, like trying to like raise a superpowered toddler um like there's like one scene in like the one of the trailers where like he can turn invisible like the invisible woman but like his clothes don't turn invisible so it's like him you watch like this invisible like it's a shirt and a pair of pants that are just floating and they're slowly getting stripped off and you just hear the mom in the background like no 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 you better not be getting naked again (laughs) and it's just like it's super funny it's super cute and it looks like there's gonna be some drama with like apparently like i guess the military did know all along that like maybe her husband's son uh was had these like superpowers so they're kind of being it's alluded that they're being like tracked and being watched and she is like trying to do her best as like a a single mother illustrating she's an illustrator um so she writes books about her son uh and there's a a book series that she puts out to like support them called raising dion so she like jokes like, oh, yeah, it's just because my son's my little superhero. But actually, it's a real He's cry for help because my son can literally fly. So it looks super cute. There's no release date on it yet. There's only the like fan made trailer that's out. Um, but the Netflix, like official Netflix, uh, like web pages and stuff like that, like did confirm. They're like, hey, we will be picking this up and like looking into this and blah, blah, cool. blah. So like. It looks super wholesome, and I'm really excited for it. It looks kind of sad at points, and I just think it's, like, a really nice, like, shift away towards, like, because, you know, we've been talking about in the past, we're like, we don't see enough, like, women in superheroes, uh, like, mythology. We don't see enough, like, people of color. Like, it's literally about a single black mom raising her son who's also super powered. Like, it's literally, like, everything I've ever wanted in, like, one show, like, in one show, but also, like, super wholesome and, like, well-written, so... I'm very excited to like marathon that in between all of the the grim dark stuff that's coming out. Sure. So, but enough about me, Steve. We need to move into our main segment, which is I know we recapped this earlier, but yeah, we're gonna talk about some movies that are based on video games, and as we all I'm pretty sure are familiar with, not the best track record. Uh, a lot of them are real bad. So I guess I'll start. There's a few that I thought of that are 
okay because I wanted to talk about the ones that aren't terrible because you always hear about the same ones that are always really bad. The first one, I thought the Prince of Persia movie wasn't terrible. Was that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake, whatever his name yeah. is. So other never than... never actually saw that. Other than all of the... Whitewashing. All of the whitewashing. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh, I thought it was a pretty solid, like, adventure movie and, like, Movies like that where it's like, oh, it's based on a video game and it's, like, not great, it can fall back on the fact that it's, like, a decent adventure film. So I remember enjoying it when I watched it. I don't really have much to say beyond that. There was some pretty decent casting in it, I thought, decent actors. So, yeah, uh, Prince of Persia, it's, like, the Sands of Time or the Dagger of Time or whatever. It was I think fun. it was Sands of Time because I remember playing the game and I remember it was like, wow, Prince of Persia movie. And then was like, wow, a Prince of Persia movie. Like, I was like, not yeah. impressed with it. Like, once I started seeing crap come out for it. Same thing with, correct me if I'm wrong, there is coming out or did come out an Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah, it had Fastbender in it. Yeah, so it did, it did come out, right? It's out. Um, I heard that was also garbage. Yeah. Because they were like, no hey, good. white Fastbender, you want to play Ezio? And he was like, Yes, I could play an Italian, and it's like okay, fast. I mean, I think it was like it was Spain to be fair. Maybe don't, but that's a little closer than the Middle East to be fair. That's fair. No, that is fair. But I just heard that movie was straight garbage. Yeah, it's still not good. Um, so, but you have one on here that I was surprised that I didn't actually know was a movie. Um, Far Cry Three. Yeah, so it was. It wasn't like a full blown like release of like a feature film, but it was like, uh, kind of like promotional material for Far Cry Three, which is the one on the island. Yeah, yeah. So. It, um, I think it's like a prequel to the game. So it's McLovin. Are you kidding? I don't know his actual name. I just know it's McLovin. And oh, I can see him like in my head. It's Christopher. It's got it's got a hyphen. Pass Wentz. Class like Wentz. Something like that. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him McLovin. McLovin. So that's fair. McLovin is the star of this like pseudo Bear Grylls type Survivor <laughs> Man movie, and he's like on the island with like his cameraman, and they they assume it's like a deserted island or whatever. Right. And all of a sudden, like, and there's, like, a boat out on the beach, like, out in, like, the lagoon, and they're all partying. There's, like, he's got hot chicks with him and stuff. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Voss's gang busts out of nowhere with, like, AKs and machine guns and just, like, blow up the boat and kill everybody. And then the rest of the movie, or the short film, is, like, McLovin trying to escape. And he's, like, got his, like, head buried. Like, he's buried up to his head in the sand, like, all the promos for Far Cry. And the guy who plays Voss... Is I'm pretty sure the dude who mocaps and voices him in really? the game because it looks just like him. He's got the makeup, the scars, the mohawk. He's got that. He does the same voice, and like just him like messing with McLovin as he's like buried in the sand. He's like, oh, we're gonna torture the hell out of this guy, and you're all gonna watch it because we have this cool camera that they left us because they're so nice. And like he puts like a spider on him, and like puts like firecrackers next to him, and puts like a pot on his head, and then like he tries to escape. Like he escapes, and then there's like a little bit of gunplay. And then basically, how long is this? It's like 15, 20 minutes. Okay, so it, it is like a, a short film. Yeah, it's a short film. Okay. And I, ba- I think at the end, basically, they just kill him. They just kill McLovin. They kill McLovin. Yeah, but rip McLovin. But it, I remember seeing it. One of my friends sent it to me on YouTube when Far Cry Three came out. I was like, this is actually really cool because like, it's like the same guy and the mm-hmm. island looks just like the game. So it was and, promotional material? Though? Yeah, it was a promo for Far Cry 3. Huh. It's on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. If you want to look it up, that one was actually... That's my good video game movie. That's your that's your good? Yeah. Okay. Mine are not like, wow, this was like expertly made. Mine's like more of the vein of like, it's so trash. You're just like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, this is this is rad. Um. So my two picks for 
so bad it's actually some type of renaissance masterpiece <laughs> as we were joking about earlier um doom featuring Dwayne the rock johnson sure. and carl urban aka bones from the new star trek mm-hmm. uh doom was amazing literally had nothing to do basically with like the actual doom game yeah. is like is you know in doom you're like demons you're, on mars and yeah stuff like yeah that. you go to mars well like it, okay so it kind of had some of the same plot as like the doom game so basically it like centered on this guy named john who goes by the name the reaper because like we're super edgy and like they all have these like dumb code names and stuff like that and it's like this whole squadron and they're like oh by the way like time travel is possible and so is like intergalactic travel so we're gonna go to mars and by the way reaper like we're gonna go hook up with like your hot sister and she's gonna tell us all about how like there are these creatures on mars and now scientists are going missing and blah 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 and it's like just your run-of-the-mill like super stupid horrible action movie that like is basically saved by just over the top like gunfights mm-hmm. and like gore sequences super extra. and and have you have you played doom uh no okay so in doom there is the gun to end all guns it's called the BFG, mm-hmm. and you can bleep me on this one because this is its actual name. It's called the Big <laughs> Gun. Um, so that's literally what it stands for, not Roll Dolls, Big Friendly Giant. Um, and they have included the BFG in the uh, movie, and they also did this little like tidbit where all of Doom is, is played in first person. It's a first person shooter. Um, and there's a part where... Uh, your your main character wakes up after like almost dying and he gets injected with like this like super serum that's either going to make you like the perfect human being or like if your genetic code is even like a smidge off turn you into this like ferocious hell beast that like eats human flesh so of course because he's our main character he's the one percent that survives and it goes he goes into like this like rage mode and and gets a chainsaw out of nowhere they're, they're in the middle of Mars and he has a chainsaw. Sure, sure. <laughs> and it goes into first person and it's literally him just like mowing down these hellacious hell beasts from Mars in first person with a chainsaw. And then he gets the BFG and, and it bounces just like it's like the real Doom game. And it's so bad that I love it and I feel very passionate about it to the point where I actually own the stupid DVD. Um... If you haven't seen it, because it's actually like a pretty niche movie, I think it was like a 2005 or 2007 release that mm-hmm. like I saw on an off chance on like the sci-fi channel once. I saw like the made-for-TV version, uh, which was equally horrible in its own right. But yeah, no, I just get so passionate about that film because it's so horrible that it's great. And in that same vein, because who else can can talk about this? Uh, but me, who is a huge fan of uh, the original Mortal Kombat movie that is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You've played Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah. Okay. Not, like, religiously, but... Because I'm really bad at, like, the side view fighting games. Like, okay. any of them, Mortal Kombat, like, Capcom versus Marvel, all of those. I'm trash. Okay. So. I literally remember... I have this, like, very vivid memory of, like, as a child. Did you ever play the original... Not, I shouldn't say the original, but, like, one of the original ones for the N64? No. Okay. Well, like... Obviously, Mortal Kombat, known for its gore. The original N64 uh, version of Mortal Kombat, uh, if you lost and you didn't click, like, play again, it started this, like, scene where your character was falling down a pit and there were spikes at the bottom. And uh, your character was falling down a pit and you had, like, a countdown to 10 to hit, like, play again or, like, new menu or something like that. And if you didn't hit it, then it would show your character, like, graphically falling onto... And I say graphically as if, like... The N64 had super great graphics. Mm-hmm. 
but like graphically falling onto like a pit of spikes. And I remember I hated that as a kid. Like I'd always agree to play Mortal Kombat with my cousins, but they would like make me watch that every time I would lose and like watch yell it. at me. Yeah, they would literally like hold my arms behind my back, like hog tie me and be like, watch it. And I'd be like, oh my God, this is horrible. But anyways, Mortal Kombat, also equally horrible movie, but did give us the, the flying bicycle kick scene that if you don't know what I'm talking about, have you seen the Mortal Kombat movie? No. Oh my God, Steve! I kind of know what a bicycle kick Steve, is. Steve, you're missing but... out. They literally, there's like, I think it's like Raiden or or Johnny Cage, something like that. Liu Kang, one of those three. I think it's might be Liu Kang. This shows you how big of like a, a Mortal Kombat person I am, but like I legitimately know their names. Um, li- they're fighting some weird, stupid demon. I don't know. I don't care about the plot. I just watch it for the cheesy action sequences. And and Liu Kang is like, no wait, like I'm gonna fight you, and like. Stands up and, and like makes a running jump and starts like bicycle kicking through the air and like bicycle kicks a distance of like fifteen feet <laughs> and just kicks this dude's head off. That's amazing. And it's and it's so horrible and like everybody knows the like Mortal Kombat like the theme song right? Yeah. Fun fact, that was never in actually any game until the show. Until, until the movie. that movie. That oh. movie made that Mortal Kombat bop that everybody knows and everybody loves and like. The like choose your destiny, like stuff like that. Like that is where that came from, and I will always thank God and the heavens that we have this piece of <laughs> trash film for what a bop the Mortal Kombat theme song is. It's a masterpiece. It is. It's truly, truly the the Beethoven of our time in terms of video game music. But I digress. So I kind of helped you segue into so bad it's good, but now we're just looking at so bad it's it's arguably just horribly bad. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. It's not good at all. So, what would you say out of all your video games? There's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of bad apples. Oh, yeah. But what what is yours? Um, To be honest, I didn't really have one that I think is objectively bad. I would agree with yours, Resident Evil. I'm going to steal that so we can both talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Listen, hey, go for bad. it. bad. I have so much to say on Resident Evil. I, like, arguably was obsessed with Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I, I own all the games. I actually, when I was younger, because my parents wouldn't let me play the games, like they would let me own them because they were rated M for mature. Uh, rated M for mature is if people don't know that. Um, they're rated M, so I bought the novelizations of the games okay. and would read those. <laughs> um, I literally had a little like Chris Redfield like action figure when I was like super, super young. Um, but yeah, no, I, I loved it. And then when they were like, oh, hey, we're coming out with a Resident Evil movie, I was like, Yes. Like foaming at the mouth, like, oh my God, this is going to be so cool. And they like took everything good about Resident Evil and was like, we're going to put this in a box for nothing. Yeah, we're going to just bury the box. We're going to bury the box of everything cool about Resident Evil you ever thought possible. And we're going to make this random person named Alice the star and kind of shoehorn Umbrella in there. And I just, everything about all of those movies... Made me so mad. Yeah. Made me so, so mad. And I tried to give him a chance, and I couldn't, and it was awful. And and I could keep going on this, but I want to know why you think it's bad. It's just all over the place. They're just bad. I mean, I can't even... Yeah, I don't know. You, you don't? Okay. Not really. I just know that they're bad, and I've never really... I've never seen an entire one. I just, yeah. It's You're just not like, missing much. No, I just watch them, and it's like, okay, I don't get why they're doing this. 
where are all the people from the games? Yeah. This is so dumb. That was, like, my biggest problem is that they would, like, randomly shoehorn in, like, people from the games, but, like, not people I cared about. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, oh, hey, here's Alice doing her Alice things. And then it's like, oh, hey, here's – so, like, for people who, like, don't – have never played a Resident Evil game, whole premise is zombies. There's a, there's a corporation called Umbrella who makes pharmaceuticals, but it turns out that they've been actually playing around in biological warfare – and uh, they've been on the black market, like, selling biological bad bad juju to, to people in high places. And lo and behold, they made a zombie virus, which was initially intended to kind of be like, a, hey, like, we want to make you all, like, mindless zombies. Not necessarily, like, horrible, flesh-eating, like, bloodthirsty zombies. But as we know, the hubris of man, you know, the it folly of happens. science, it always happens. Um, so zombies over on the earth. You have your games kind of jump back and forth between a couple main characters, which include uh, they're all they all were police officers at one time or like tactical response teams at one time. So Leon, uh, Chris, Jill, Claire um, kind of bounces in cycles, but none of none of them are in the movies. They have one like random spinoff guy named Carlos who was in one of the games at one time for a fraction of a second, which annoyed me. And uh, they have, like, the big bad from the series, the guy named, like, Albert Wesker, um, who is also in the the Resident Evil movies. But he is, like, arguably, like, a caricature of his character. Yeah. Where it's just, like, we're just going to make this guy look like him. I'm a villain. Uh, Yeah, yeah. He has that very, like, stereotypical just, like, I am evil. Let me monologue. And you're just, like, God damn it. Like, you were so cool. In the games, like, to the point where, like, I almost actively rooted for, like, the bad guy to, like, succeed. And then garbage. Just garbage. So I am arguably hurt about the Resident Evil series. Um, and then and then the, the games also became garbage, too. Yeah. The most recent one was awesome. The most yeah. recent one, have you played it? A little bit. A little bit? The most recent one, awesome. Although it has, like, no mention of any of, like, the former characters in any of the other games. But, like... Maybe that's what they need. But if we're going to talk about Resident Evil, I could go on forever, so we shouldn't. But you listed Warcraft as your meh film of the day. So, yeah. Where? So, last year, I think, because it was, I listened to another podcast called The Weekly Planet. I'm going to shamelessly plug them because they're amazing. They had this thing where they they have, it's, wow, I'm really butchering this. Basically, one video game movie is eventually going to be really good. And last year, before Assassin's Creed and Warcraft came out, they were like, it's going to be one of these two. And neither one of them was particularly good. But the the kind of redeeming factor for Warcraft, b- besides the fact that it made a lot of money like globally, so it kind of made its money back, is that the director, Duncan Jones, is uh, David Bowie's son. He made Moon and he made some other movies. Yeah. And he came out afterwards after everybody was thoroughly kicking his movie. They're like, it's garbage. You're, what are you doing? You're an idiot. And he basically was like, look, it's just a movie. I had fun making it. It's something that I wanted to do. If you don't like it, it's just a movie. Fine. I don't care. I did it for the people that, that did like the movie. And there were people that did like it. So, like, I would just, like, read that and heard about that. And I was like, oh, what a guy. Good for you. Didn't Warcraft make, like, bank in China? Yeah. Didn't it, like, internationally it made, like, three times what its budget was? Yeah. Like, arguably it was a box office success. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the thing with, like, a lot of movies now. It's, like, it doesn't. They don't necessarily make them just for America anymore. That's why they keep cranking out Transformers movies is because everybody here hates them, but they make a bajillion dollars in China. Really? Yeah. That I did not actually know. Yeah. So that was kind of like that, kind of another one of those. 
even though they did censor it a little bit in China because, like, they have weird communist rules about magic and whatnot. <laughs> but, yeah, it made money globally, and the director was a champ about it, and he was like, look, I know it's not perfect. Like, I could, I could point out things that are wrong with it, too, but I had fun making it. It's something that I really like, so... If you liked it, great. If you don't, sorry. I feel like more people should kind of just like take that yeah, just, viewpoint. Just like, like what you want. You don't have to be super militant about it. Although I did just get over like a 10-minute rant <laughs> about why I hate the Resident Evil series that and why true. it's arguably garbage. But yeah, no, I don't know. I think that's actually super chill. I didn't know that about about uh, Warcraft, although I've still actually never seen that movie. It has the dude from Pacific Rim in it. One of the guys from Pacific Rim, the the the... the all the white guys look the same in that movie. Um, the not Pentecost. Uh, Hercules Hansen's son. Why do I know that name? I don't know. Chuck. Are those the is, Australian guys? Yeah, yeah. The Australian dad and son. The son is like the lead orc in that movie. Uh, okay. I yeah, think I he that. is. I might be wrong. I probably am wrong. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's the orc in that movie. I think the only person I recognize from that movie is young Howard Stark. He's like the king. Is he? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I've been told for a while, like, it's a pretty schman movie, but, like, it won't kill you to watch it. And, yeah. like, it's just, like, it's like a, I didn't waste my time, but, like, this wasn't the best movie I ever saw. So, like, arguably, I feel like if in terms of your video game to film adaptations, like, that's the bar. At the very least, yeah. that's the bar. Like, it's of, like, not offensive. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate it. I mean, I might not watch it again, but so, I don't hate it. There's worse things. Yeah, there's like. There's Resident Evil. I could have watched there, that Yeah, instead. there's worse things. There's, there's Resident Evil. Um... But yeah, no. So, but in a perfect world, in in a perfect setting, if you could make one video game a movie to like your utmost specifications to like the point where you'd be like, I would see this movie every day for the rest of my life. What video game would it be? Halo, hands down. Halo. Really? You were yes. you were very quick on the draw yep. on that one. Why? So, with the last not not after Bungie stopped making Halo, it's kind of gone downhill. I really didn't like Halo 5. But, like, Halo 3, Halo Reach, and ODST have the most amazing trailers I have ever seen for a game. And they're live action and, like, all I of, did like, see those. Those, the those were solid, the weapons solid are just, trailers. like, super authentic. And the ODST one I will still watch and get chills because it's amazing. I would love to see a super gritty war film set in like the 2500s, it could be about the Spartans, it could be about ODSTs, I don't care. Just like that like aesthetic of like the future, but it's still like functional, like human weapons and stuff versus the Covenant, which is just this like terrifying alien force. It's like, I would just take all my money. If you have the budget and you like, you commit, just, oh, it'd be so good. I would, I would actually pay to see the Covenant like brought to life, especially Oh my God! When I was younger, the flood used to freak me oh, out. Oh yeah, the flood's terrifying. The flood terrified me, and I would love to see that. Like, I know that's well. I stopped playing Halo a while ago. I really need to jump back into it. And like, I've seen trailers and stuff like that. But honestly, like, if they could even take that, because the flood was the flood was from two, right? They're like, in. Was they're a, in one, two, and three. Okay. All right. Um, but just like the fact of like, if they could bring that to life and almost make it like you're saying like nitty gritty war film, but almost like horror elements tinged into it like that would that would honestly be really prime Mm -hmm. I would be interested in seeing that I feel like one of the biggest components of being able to make a solid video game movie is a solid storyline sure like like you you would be hard pressed to make a story that's a little more uh like karma based so like fable Mm. or something like that like if you try to make a fable movie I don't think that would that would work out which is funny because one of the movies I would 
literally kill to see made uh, would be a Mass Effect film, if at all possible, although literally your choices are endless in that video game, to the point where you can actually kill off all of your party members, and there's like 12 of them, uh, you can kill off all of your party members in two and still play the entire game. Um, so, but yeah, no, I feel like you need a solid storyline, and I feel like Halo, when they made the games, they essentially made a movie in the games. Yeah, I think... Because um, there's a lot of Halo books, and I've read a lot of them, so it's like... There's comics, too, right? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, I think, basically, it's, like, the universe that you're given, and, like, the willingness to kind of go along with it and not do mm-hmm. crazy stuff like Resident Evil and not take all, all the characters. So, like, it, they set up... Same with Mass Effect, because I'm pretty sure there's Mass Effect books as well. So Yeah, like, no, you have, they, their comic series is unreal. Yeah. It's so good. So, like, you have a universe, you have the rules... <laughs> And then it's like, okay, just play around with these characters. Make a cool story about Shepard or make a cool story about the Spartans mm-hmm. or an ODST fire team and just, like, set it in the universe. Right. And then you could be like, this is when it is compared to the games or we're going to adapt one of the games. So, right. I feel like if you're going to, like, launch it as, like, hey, I want to make a Halo, like, something or other. Like, if you're branding it as Halo Reach and it exists in that universe, I almost feel like it's a necessity to throw kind of, like, a bone to people mm-hmm. of, like, oh, hey, like, here's, like, like if you yeah, played Reach, and this, you would see like Noble Team. At yeah, some point. like you would you would come into contact with something that is inherently Reach based. Or if you if you played, uh, you know, had a Mass Effect thing, and you're setting it in the Mass Effect universe, like you would bump into Caden at some point. You would bump into Liara or something like that. And I feel like that teaser is like just enough to kind of like bring people in. Where if you wanted to like set it in this universe but make it your own, like that's a great way you could do that. Versus, like, where, and I know we keep using this as, like, the, the the dead horse that we just keep beating on, but, like, Resident Evil had that right idea of of trying to make a universe its own, mm-hmm. but then relied way too heavily on just ill-contrived plots. Like, almost like yeah. they didn't study the universe enough to yeah, kind of know. Yeah, they didn't know. read the rules. Yeah, you, you have to read the rules. You have to be able to, if you're going to play in the sandbox, you got to know the rules of the sandbox. You got to know that, like, exactly. there's no throwing sand outside the sandbox. Right. Like, you can't poop in the sandbox. You can't load quarters and shotgun shells. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, exactly. No, horrible. Awful. <laughs> but, so, you you hands down, Halo. If you had to pick one of the Halos to set a, a film in, uh, which one? I really, see, I don't know. Because they started making a Halo movie set around Halo 3, and, like, the first few minutes of it are on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's fan, because there's, there's a bunch of Marines and ODSTs fighting, like, the big brutes. Yeah. And the brutes look really good. So that would be cool because, like, that ends with Master Chief coming back into Earth's atmosphere. They're, like, tracking him. Mm -hmm. And then it it starts, like, it ends where Halo 3 picks up. So maybe around that timeline or, like, the Fall of Reach, I'd love to see a movie about the Fall of Reach because there was, like, a ton of Spartan teams on the ground Mm -hmm. and, like, ODSTs, which is, like, I keep saying that. For those of you who don't know, it's basically 2552... The year 2552, the ver- their version of Navy SEALs, they load up in these big pods, like one-man pods, and they drop out of the bellies of the ships. They just fall into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and they all land together. They bust out, and they're like crazy special forces dudes, and they're they're meant for like operate behind enemy lines, minimal support, and they're just like badass. So I would love to see something following them. Mm-hmm. Again, Spartan teams. Yeah, one of those two. That's prime. I think... Sticking kind of with space, but then one I didn't, I I had a list going in my head and I narrowed it down to a couple. I know I mentioned Mass Effect already, but I was thinking as I was listening to you talk, the two 
I would kill to see made into films. One being Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Dead Space would be really, really awesome. Um, Hyper terrifying if you kept it in. I, I almost wonder if it would be more terrifying if you were in third person versus first person because the entire time, uh, Dead Space, for those of you who don't know, you are a space engineer um, and it's it's he's in like the Navy, like the Space Marines type of Something thing. Like that, yeah. yeah, he's he's an engineer. His name is Isaac Clark. It's him and four people are sent out on a small rescue mission, um, a larger research and mining uh, pa or sorry, a larger research and mining vessel has suddenly gone offline in this one quadrant of the galaxy, and the four of them basically come with with the uh, intergalactic equivalent of like jump starting their battery, and they're like, hey, we're gonna help you out. Like everything's gonna be kosher. And they come and they realize that the entire ship has been, like, blown to pieces. It's, like, ransacked, horrible, horrible damage. Um, They can't find any crew, though. So they're walking in. They walk around. And all of a sudden, like, oh, crap. Like, all the power goes out. Everybody's separated. And there are these just horrible, horrifying, terrifying things called the necromorphs, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Which, fun fact, I don't know if you know, the necromorphs are when – Forgetting the developers who did that, E E A? No, it was not E A. It's um, well, they're E A is the parent company because they just shut down the studio that made it. Uh, did they, they, really? they, they were working on a Star Wars game, and E A was like, "Not nah, shutting you down." <laughs> nope, not today. Um, anyways, my point being is that they actually to to visceral, I think. Maybe, maybe you're right. Um, to actually get how gruesome, like to get a, a character that's like so revolting. Um, they studied, uh car crash corpses like that's actually terrifying um and i cannot imagine what like havoc that wreaks on your psyche um but yeah no the the necromorphs are these unholy kind of spawns of evil um they're five or i'm sorry they're like six or seven feet tall they have very gangly arms that are even taller than them so they're probably their arms go up about like eight feet and they have like scythes for hands and they come out of air ducts, they come out of floors, they they screech and they squeal and they're horrifying and and they basically are just there to wreck you, to wreck you and utterly destroy you. And the whole point of the game is basically reunite with your crew uh, and find, just by happenstance, your girlfriend happened to be a, a nurse on the same fleet. So you're also trying to find her, find all your buds, find your bay, get off the ship. Save the day. Survive. Did not mean to rhyme that. <laughs> However, yeah, so that I feel would be a really cool uh, take on horror we haven't seen yet. But also, the one they didn't write down, and I don't know how I forgot about it because I've been gunning for this for so long, but a Bioshock movie. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. A Bioshock movie, um, the first game, or honestly, I think Infinite could make a pretty good game. Not the second game, though. I, I refuse to uh, recognize that that exists. Um, it was good in its own own right but not good enough to compare to the other two but you've played bioshock right uh not as much as you probably. <laughs> um yeah no bioshock i feel like would make an excellent excellent uh game to movie adaptation i feel like the storyline is so succinct uh and it has such a nice twist towards the very middle end that i don't know i the I want to explain what Bioshock is, but at the same time, the best advice I ever got from somebody who was trying to get me to play Bioshock was, please don't look it up. Just yeah, rent it. Just play it. Just rent it. Just play it. Like, play it. Play it all the way through to the end, and please don't look up cheats. Mm. Like, it's it's simple enough that you shouldn't need to look up cheats. Yeah. Um, But, but don't look anything up. Just go straight into it. All I will tell you is that it is a 
like retro future game, which mm-hmm. is why I think would be a great movie to be making right now is because we seem to be in this era of film where like anachronisms are like the hot new thing. We're like, hey, we're set in today's like today's society, but like everybody dresses like they're from the 70s and and listens to, you know, soft. Or I'm sorry, that's the 80s. So everybody dresses like they're from the 80s and listens to Tainted Love by Soft Cell <laughs> or something like that. So, um, but yeah, no, I feel like Dead Space uh, Mass Effect, Bioshock, I would probably murder a man to see any of those three, although I wouldn't actually really. Well, but Bioshock is in development hell. They were, yep. they were working on it. They were eight weeks from shooting, and they canned it. No, yeah. I, so that's I've fun. I've been following. I followed that when that was first announced, and I was so excited. Little tweeny bopper Jordan was so, so excited. Um, but, yeah, no, and then that's dead, just, dead in the water. Just like The Last of Us. That's another movie I'd like to see, The Last of Us. Yeah. It's... Well, because you were talking that, like, you wanted to see that, but then you kind of felt like you got that with Logan. It's basically Logan, kind of, without zombies and stuff, because it's, like, a father figure with a beard, and he has to... <laughs> Bearded es- dad. Escort... And daughter. Es- escort a, a teenage girl across futuristic America. It's less apocalyptic in Logan, but you get that, like, initial, like, I don't want to deal with you developing into, you're basically my daughter, and then it's sad like The Last of Us. So, I mean, I kind of like... I would still love to see a Last of Us movie. Like, please, it, it, if there was a trailer tomorrow, I would say take all my money. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm just combining le- the fact that it is in development hell now and that we got Logan, it's probably not going to happen. So Not for a while, fine. at least. But I'm just laughing because, like, we're bouncing off, like, arguably these are would be, like, fantastic games to make into movies. And... Instead of getting a Last of Us movie, instead of getting a Halo movie or a Bioshock film or a or a Dead Space film, we're getting Minecraft the movie. <laughs> uh, thank you for reminding me about that. <laughs> Isn't that being produced by the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia too? Oh really? Yeah, it's being that might... it's being produced by Rob McElhenney. Um, yeah, no. So that's either gonna be arguably. I think they're like, also doing a Tetris movie. No. Yeah. No. I don't know how. Or why? What? <laughs> I'm just laughing because, like, arguably looking back and, like, the more we're talking about this, we've just gotten some, like, horrific, horrific video game to movie adaptations or even just, like, game to movie. Remember when we got a Battleship movie starring Rihanna? And it was bad. <laughs> there was a... It's just like, what What do you think the youths want, Chad? Well, I think they want a Battleship and a Tetris movie, they Stan. Com- they took... Like... They took... There's a whole scene in Battleship where they play Battleship. They're looking at a grid... <laughs> There's a grid up in up in the ship, and they're in like this modern just <gasps> class destroyer. And they're like fire grid alpha one one, and they're shooting ballistic missiles into the ocean, trying to hit an alien craft that they can't <gasps> oh see because their radar is messed up. <laughs> oh my god! So that's fun. I'm like actually crying <laughs> real tears right now. It's so bad. Oh my god! No, it's horrible. It's arguably awful because we had that. We had a goddamn Angry Birds movie. <laughs> we had that. We could have had a Last of Us movie or a Bioshock film, but we got Angry Birds and the goddamn Emoji movie instead. The oh my that, god, I want to die. <laughs> the fact that Patrick Stewart was in that movie broke me. It's like, this is what you stopped being <laughs> Professor X for. Poop. Oh my god. <laughs> Just snap my spine a la Bane and Batman, dude. The emoji movie was Bane, and I was Bruce Wayne getting my spine just snap like a thin mint, like like a stale Girl Scout cookie. 
Oh my god, I can't even talk about this anymore. This is getting me so just like vexed. Yeah. I'm I'm literally heated. I see Grant, our producer, like <laughs> laughing at me out of the corner. I, I'm I'm honest to God, like physically getting heated. Um, so I feel like we should end this before I yeah. lose my mind even you, more than I already do. What are you watching? Do. What are you um, reading? What are you playing? What am I watching, reading, and playing? Huh. Uh, last night I just watched the uh, Netflix movie The Babysitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if we did actually talk about it on last issue or last edition, uh, but I know I talked about it to you personally. Of it was like that same type of like weird anachronistic time where like everybody looks like they're from like the eighties. Um, and it's set, it's supposed to be like a, a slasher 80. It's basically like scary movie meets like Home Alone meets like, I, I, I don't even know, just like some silly like teen movie. I, I kept thinking Sleepaway Camp the whole time, but it's like not Sleepaway Camp. Um, but anyways, yeah, it was, it was meh. There was some funny like parts in it and it reminded me actually a lot of Scott Pilgrim where, like, they would randomly have, like, writing on, like, the screen and, like, break the fourth wall. And it was just, like, very aware of, like, the horror genre. It's, like, this kid has a babysitter who's, like, also this kid's in high school, so, like, I don't even know why he has a babysitter. But then, like, it says he's in high school, but then says he's 12. So, like, I was so confused the whole movie. It was so poorly written. (laughs) Um... But, you know, he has a babysitter, and she's super, like, she's basically like that, like, girl-next-door trope. And, like, his friend is like, oh, I dare you to stay up after dark and see what she does, like, after she puts you to bed, blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, I bet you she brings her boyfriend over, and, like, they have, like, they, like, make out on your parents' couch, like, blah, blah. And so, like, he stays up, and, you know, she invites a bunch of friends over, and he's like, oh, they're having a party. Like, she's so cool, blah, blah, blah. And then they engage in human sacrifice. All right. Um, So we really get the party started. But it's it's kind of funny. It's pretty self-aware. It's a pretty meh movie. I think the funniest thing about that was, and there was actually a marketing error. On the on Netflix, if you like scroll over like the babysitter, um, it has this like image for it, and it's a girl. You can tell it's a girl because it well, it's a girl because you there's like this long blonde hair, so it's supposed to be like the main character girl, and she has her hands behind her back, like crisscrossed. And a pentagram in front of her, so, like, her arms kind of, like, complete the pentagram. But in one hand, she's holding a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and in the other hand, she's holding a knife. And they accidentally drew her with two right hands. They drew her hands nice. backwards. So that's been getting a lot of flack for that. But it was a pretty schmeh movie. Um, so I followed that up by watching every Rocky movie in the entire series. Awesome. Including Creed. And I literally have not been able to stop going, Adrian, like, at my <laughs> boyfriend for, like, the last, like, two and a half days rocky is kind of my guilty pleasure and i don't i truly don't know why actually i hate most sports movies except for miracle miracle was a prime 10 out of 10 um but yeah no i watched every rocky movie and rocky is arguably the best and the worst of cinema at the same time (laughs) so awesome but you watched a lot this weekend as well, too. I watched too many things this weekend because all my roommates were gone. So I was like, I am bored. I'm going to watch well, some things that I've never seen. So I watched Alien. I You've never good. seen Alien? Not until Saturday. What? Like the original? Yeah, the like... first one. It was real good. Oh, my God. I like it. Steve, every time you open your mouth, you just blow me away, yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. What I'm else have you not seen? <sighs> I don't know. Throw something out there. Uh, Well, like anything else on this list that you have going... Did you have you seen all of these before or no? Uh, first like, time I watched 
uh, top, Tropic Thunder was this weekend. Okay. I mean, I've you, seen you, like parts of Tropic Thunder, but I also you watched that. You weren't missing much. I mean, there are some good, I good liked, quotable movie good. lines in there. And uh, I watched Bill Burr's new special. I love Bill Burr. He's really funny. Uh, I rewatched Stranger Things. Okay. Because you had coming... that on here, and my heart almost literally stopped, no, 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 no. where I was like, what do you mean you've never watched Stranger Things, Stephen? <laughs> like... Uh, I re I should have said and re-watched Stranger Things because season two is coming next week. And I watched, I talk about him every week because I love Taika Waititi, but What We Do in the Shadows is one of his earlier movies. It's hilarious. It it's is like, easily the funniest movie I've seen in a really long time. Like a mo- it's like a, doc- a fake documentary set in New Zealand about this apartment uh, of vampires. There's four. There's three vampires, and there's Taika Waititi is one of them. Jemaine Clement's another one of them. And then there's a third guy. And then there's, like, one who's, like, an 8,000-year-old vampire who looks like Nosferatu. And it's super funny. And he lives in this tomb in the basement. He's like, we got to go wake up Peter. Peter. And he, like, <laughs> he like pushes the tomb aside and he's like, ah. Like, <laughs> old school vampire. And it's like, oh, it's these vampires trying to eat people in the like modern navigate day. Navigate life. Yeah. yeah, no. Oh, my and they're, God. they're dressed like it's the old-timey days and, like, they interact with werewolves. And it's, We're werewolves, yeah. not swearwolves. That's easily one of my favorite. That line got me. And the one line in there where it's like, uh, I forget which character has it, but he has like a girlfriend who she's like, she's like a kajillion years old and like human oh, years. Yeah. Where he was like, he's like, I know what you're thinking. She's 97. I'm like 300 and full. What's this young lady doing with a man like me? And it's like very juxtaposed because he's like 300 something years old, but he looks, he like, looks he's like he's like 30 yeah. or something like that. And she's like she very much looks like she's like 97 yeah. but it's just oh my god that's if you want to talk about a self-aware movie that's like very aware of the genre but like also super on point what we do in the shadows especially coming up for halloween if you're not a big fan of scares but you want to get on that vampire genre what we do in the shadows solid solid movie and i funny. laugh every single time i see it every single time i really hope that they actually kind of do like a f- not not like a follow up of like that particular like group but something in that same vein. He's eventually going to do one with the werewolves. Is he? Okay, called, God, yes. It's called Werewolves. Werewolves? Yeah. God, yes. Okay, all right. I'm so excited now that you told me that. I did not actually know that. Does, uh, so is there, good. like, release dates no, on probably that? No, probably not. Just like... I think... I don't know. Because I follow him on Twitter, so it's all been Thor stuff. He's right. He's directing Thor, and I'm super right. excited. But, uh, yeah, it's coming eventually. Oh, my God. There was, like, an AMA on Reddit, and he's like, look, stop asking you'll get it eventually. Oh my god, I'm so stoked. You just made I was I was having a pretty pretty crappy day today, but that Steve, you personally just made my day with that. So, so let's end it on a high note. Steve, take us out. Well, you can find us a lot of different places. You can find us on iTunes with Central Michigan Life podcasts. Uh, it's us and a lot of other podcasts that we do, and you can also find us on Facebook at The Raven Geeks, and Twitter, at The Raven Geeks. Thanks for tuning in, and you can catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.